Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 539 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by our favorite Illini, Stephen Kyle Brackey, putting on for the Fighting Gunthers, and Ben Funky Askren. He's in the mix. He's got an ACDC shirt. This is not a shirt I expected to see Ben Askren in, but there he is. He well, looks, I'm not a huge ACDC fan, but I am a huge Rudis fan. They just came out with an ACDC line, so if you guys feel like rocking it, then rock it, right? You want me to get your shirt, Christian? I can get you a shirt. <laughs> no. I, I don't. Dog. I don't want an ACDC shirt. I have lots what? of shirts. I have drawers full of shirts. What's your favorite ACDC song? Surely you have to like at least one. Um. Oh, well, it's a Buffalo Gap classic. Back in black, oh. you know That's that. I'm wearing. It literally says "Back in Black." Yeah, that was that was like the wow. the song for the football team. It was, it was big times because you know they're the black and gold. As everyone knows, the Buffalo Gap Bison are black and gold. Pretty intimidating yeah. uh, colors. Okay. One of our uh, a lot of our kids in um, the one one of one of the classes I coach. They've been on a, a ACDC streak this summer. They've been jamming out. They've been playing a lot of ACDC. And I was looking at them like, you guys like ACDC? This is really strange. Well, I think, I feel like basically time stands still with, with high school music taste. Like there's, there's, the, <laughs> there's the new stuff that they all do like, but then there's like, they like Guns N' Roses and ADC, AD, oh my gosh, ADCC, ACDC. ADCC. I was in a the bunch of meetings, talked about uh, the the grappling event. Now I'm all mixed up. But they all like that stuff. I remember one of my, my wrestlers, Zach, I was like, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, this music is so cheesy in like five to ten years. And he's like, what? No way. I'll always love Guns N' Roses. I was like, okay. And then eventually he's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were right. Is, that music is so cheesy. Not that I don't, you know, when it comes on in the – you know, in a freaking arena before NCAAs, you just absolutely yeah. love it. But um, how about Thunderstruck? I see Christian Piles being a big Thunderstruck guy. Yeah, that's fine. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Great jock jam. Um, yeah. But yeah, not a huge AC. Oh my gosh, ACDC. I'm about to mess it up right. every single time. I know. I know. Bracky is a huge ACDC guy. Uh, yeah. Bracky. Uh, Go, dirty, fine. dirty Best deeds. Dunder cheap. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like everyone. Here's the thing about ACDC. <laughs> I bet everyone only knows like the same six songs and couldn't know. Hell's bells, back in black, thunderstruck. How about you shook me all me night long. long? You shook me all night long. Uh, um, highway, highway to hell. Highway to hell. What's the one you said? Dirty deeds. Dirty deeds. And uh, for those about to rock, is that them? Did they do that one? Or is that just sound? I'm like, pretty sure that's them. All right, I think those seven songs. I bet outside of those seven songs, I bet no one knows any other ones. Uh, Can you name another one, Ben? Did we say Highway to Hell? Yep. Shoot to Thrill. Uh, I don't know Shoot to Thrill. I don't know that one. Yep, that's it. They have seven songs. Mm. <laughs> Everyone else, just Google. I know you're Googling them, and you're going to maybe put some <laughs> in the chat. But you didn't know that song. You lie. It's a long yeah. way to the top. I don't know that one. Oh, if you want to uh, rock and roll. Okay, yeah. I do know that one. Yeah, All right, yeah, they, yeah, have, they have seven songs. Seven, maybe yeah. eight. Uh, Jason okay. Bryant, finally got to see him in 2016. Jason Bryant seems like an ACDC guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rosie. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah, Eric Guerrero. It's a long way to talk if you want to rock and roll. Coach Eric Guerrero's an ACDC guy? 
He knows that song. I didn't know okay. it. Um, okay. Well, that's so, fun. Wait, let me ask you. Uh, okay, I got another question then. Go. Okay. Uh, so you're talking about high school wrestling being uh, cheesy with their song choices, right? Just high schoolers so in general, yeah. High, okay, high schoolers in general. So we'll, but we'll say high school wrestling. Okay, okay yeah. Kind of show we got here. What are the top five high school wrestling bands? Like if you are most likely to hear something in high school wrestling rooms around America, top five. I mean, ACDC is obviously in top five, but who else is? TP and Esco. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, no, de- definitely Metallica. Definitely Guns Metallica. and Roses. Guns and Roses. ACDC. Yeah. Those are the, those are a big three. I was uh, thinking the um, the Rocky soundtrack would be a big one. You know, I know it's not specifically a band, but the soundtrack. You know, that guy's kind of a good jam right there. <laughs> yeah, the Rocky soundtrack. Um, that's on there. What do we got? Um. I think those are the big three. I love Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I don't think they're going to make it. No, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. Um, I think that's it. I think it's those three. Everything else is maybe they have a song, but as far as bands with a catalog of of music, I think that's it. Um, Okay. Well, that's your 90-minute rock block, courtesy (laughs) of FRL. I could could have seen you being the shock jock, uh, Christian. You do a good job. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot. My my dad was uh, apparently a uh, a DJ oh, in, De- in Deerfield, Someone Virginia. Put- Queen, yes, okay. Queen is yeah, great. Yeah, I actually yeah, really like. Up. I think Queen's awesome. Yeah, Queen's um, good. Thank good you, Facebook. Thanks, fa- thanks, Facebook. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Led Zeppelin. Maybe that's a great band. They're just a great band. I almost don't want to loop them in with the ACDC oh. Guns and Roses. They're just like so far and away better. Okay. Wow. That's enough of the rock block. Um, no, no. Hey, someone hit me up um, and and kind of gave a, a slightly counter youth wrestling thought to your Uh-oh. approach about competition. I'm to hear it. I think it's interesting. So um, I don't want to mess up the words because they're better than I could do. But well, basically, are you going to name this person, or is he not comfortable being named? I I didn't ask him before, so I don't want to like just put the name out would there would be someone would it be someone like we know or oh like, yeah who's that? oh yeah okay we all know them and we all respect well them. i feel like i feel like they should uh they should this person should just say their words uh you know i'm open to other ideas okay so this there's they add a lot of common with awa and we wrestled almost every single weekend and it worked really well i always talked about them using them as live practices i had so so many great teaching moments at those competitions Pressure is the killer, in my opinion, not the competition. Love hearing different philosophies. So I think the main, the crux of it is that pressure is what makes competition something to be avoided, right? Yeah. Um, so if you can eliminate that, Ben Askren, then would but you if you incentivize winning, you can't eliminate it. It's it's literally uh, totally opposite of the way you need to think in order to eliminate that. I don't, man, you, you hear, I don't know, one thing you hear like Kale or Iowa or the Penn State guys talk a lot about, it's like. Um, Never talk about winning, I'll tell you that much. They, they don't, right? No. They, they talk about can't. scoring it's, the it's next point. impossible. Yes. And that's why a lot of these youth parents, they, they have such a huge emphasis on winning and losing. And then their kid, uh, even, even if they try talking them out of that five years later, they get really stuck on that 
philosophy and the kid can't shake it. The kids, I mean, it's just so ingrained in them that they can't shake it because it's so, so about winning and losing. And, you know, so I actually, I just put out this course last week. Um, and one of the, the number one biggest question I've, I do. So I've been doing mental Mondays for roughly five years. I think it's been a little longer, actually. Um, the number one biggest question, Christian, that's always asked is my kid gets to the state finals, a big match, whatever, right? Some, some form of thing where there's a lot more pressure and they don't wrestle like they should. How do I fix this? I mean, Christian, this is the number one question asked five to one over literally anything else, anything mm -hmm. else by, I mean, it, by, by multiples. And it's because these, the parents and coaches are emphasizing the wrong things and it gets the kids thinking the wrong things. And when you think the wrong things, there's no way you can perform to the maximum potential. Okay. Um, yeah. But, okay, so, but if, if that's push the back. case. I'm ready for it. Push back. Well, not push it. It's the, the pushback. I mean, I think we're agreed on the same things about the pressure, right? But if you can coach parents and get parents on board and, and more than anything, get the kid on board, then why can't you just say, hey – this is fine. I, I probably could, but I more or less just see it as an, an unnecessary. Like, could I possibly get these guys to compete and then still get them thinking right? I could, but I don't. also don't think from, say, age 5 to 8 or 9, it's going to provide me much of a benefit. So why even bother? Why bother with something when the risk-reward profile isn't that good? The risk is that they'll become obsessed about losing, winning and losing because parents, they can't help. Them. Go to a youth wrestling tournament. They can't help themselves. You got to tell them to shut up seven times before they stop yelling about their kid to win. I mean, you literally cannot help. They can't help it. So, you know, saying, oh, I can help it, and then actually doing it in competition, those are two completely different things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, yeah, yes, maybe you could do it, but what's the flipping point? You just don't need to. It's just completely unnecessary. Yeah, I, I guess – and what I would Actually, imagine, you know what? I just hold on. I just had this really great tweet this morning. Someone sent me before the show. Can I bring it up? And this is just, um, uh, let me find it. Just give me, it's about this exact topic. And this is kind of, um, you know, it's not where you start. It's, it's, it's where you end. Oh, damn it. It's on my, I can't find it on Twitter. It's on my phone. I, I apologize. Okay. It says, uh, this is, uh, Billy Wagner. He is a really good pitcher. Apparently. Yeah. He's not a baseball player. He's from Virginia. So, you know, okay. Okay, so he said, as a senior high school, Billy Wagner was five foot five, 135 pounds. He got zero attention from Division of schools. He played his college ball at Division III Ferrum College and went on to become a seven-time All-Star with 400 career saves. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Hashtag development. And that's kind of like, you know, that's what I think. Uh, it's I don't need to have them good by nine years old. There's no point. So when I think risk-reward profile, what is the reward to having someone really good by age nine? And the answer is, well, I don't know. There is none. Right. I can if they're not good at age nine and even if they've been in the practice room and they just haven't had a competitive success, I can still have them good by 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 when it actually matters. Right. That is when it matters for sure. But but imagine sure. what would be wrong with instilling a proper mindset around competition at a young age? Um, it, it just really kids don't have the emotional maturity to do it. And, and, mm -hmm. and frankly, a lot of their parents don't either. Um. But emo emotional maturity, I mean, again, like my, my seven-year-old, she's here. I, I did a trip with her yesterday. I mean, I I feel like she's relatively emotionally mature for a seven-year-old, and still she loses her mind about whatever. I mean, Christian, you got kids. You, you know they, they lack the emotional maturity to be able to 
uh, put their emotions aside and think logically about something. That's just what five, six, seven, eight-year-olds do. I mean, yeah. and really, you could even argue until you're – I feel like the kids who get there early get there by maybe 11 or 12. Is like a real, If that kid's emotionally mature at that point in time, that's like a really early point in life for them to do that. But more likely, it's probably like 13, 14, 15 is when they actually hit that that emotional maturity level. Yeah. Um, okay. I agree with that. And I, I wonder, you know, if, if this coach would think, you know, m- maybe he was referring more to the older guys as well. Because you, obviously, you're, you increase the competition as the kids get older. Um, and so maybe it's a little different. But um I understand. So what was he saying? Just about the, I mean, because we couldn't be competing with with little our little kids or their little kids because we don't really have any little kids that compete. So you know, it had to be strictly older kids, I would say. And he all, he also referred to like if, if the kids didn't buy or if the parents weren't bought in with this philosophy, they were asked to leave. With my club or his club? His club. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we. I'm not saying we've never ever ever asked a parent to leave, but we. Uh, we don't do that very often. Most of them, if you explain to them in the right way, they you know they get on board. Got it. Okay. Um, I saw Jason Bryan asked if I was allowed to own the parental advisory CDs um, as a child. <laughs> no. So um, really, this, this is actually a funny story. <laughs> One time, do you remember those? Um, man, this is a throwback. Those like. Uh, Things you could buy out of like a magazine, you buy like two CDs, get 99 free or something like some weird CD deal where you could get a bunch of CDs for a, a good price or I forget yep. how it worked uh-huh. exactly. Yeah, I, but I remember it, there was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Somehow I was able to, I had, I mean, I, I don't know how I did this, but anyways, I ended up ordering some CDs and uh, I was able to, to lock able to get rage against the machines evil empire because I, I freaking love them but i couldn't like get these things and i my mother found them and i just came home one day with i'd i'd hit it obviously because i didn't want her to find it and i came home and it was on my desk like very prominently in a center in my room and there was just a note that said christian we need to talk about this Ah, the devil! The devil got a hold of you, Christian. Oh man, um, yeah. So busted. No, no parental advisory CDs for for me. That's okay. That too funny. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was life in, uh, so in Churchville. Is that even all the way up to age eighteen, or is that like you know when you say you got the sixteen, you were cool to listen? No, I I'm pretty sure I was. This was like junior year. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, man. It was. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what can I say? I had a, a more sheltered life than many. Um, it's okay. No, no regrets. All right. Other stuff is happening. No more. No more um, rock blocks. We talked about youth wrestling. We added a uh, another who's number one match. I think the card is set. I think it's oh. done. Um, Skylar Hattendorf versus Kylie Welker, two cadet world medalists, squaring off at 145. And that, I believe, is our final match uh, of who's number one. Are you guys going to replace the – I know there was a withdrawal yesterday. Are you guys going to replace her? No, I don't think so. No, you're not? No. Okay. I don't think Unfortunately. Playing. There's not many people that can give Kennedy Blades a match, uh, is my yeah. understanding. Yeah. Good. She's really good. Yeah, Emma Allure – 
she, I mean, she put it on Instagram a few weeks back that she didn't know she was going to be able to compete, and it, it was just kind of official that she wasn't going to be ready to go in time. Unfortunate, because that's probably, you know, one of the most anticipated women's matches that you could have, but... Yeah, Columbia House. Someone put it in there. That's what it was. The Columbia House CD situation. <laughs> um, Facebook has all the answers. They're good. They're on top of it. Yeah, they're good. This is a <laughs> this is a plugged in crowd. Okay, so that's great. Excited for who's number one, October third. Um, gonna be cool. I don't know if any of you guys like jujitsu or not, but we're gonna have a who's number one in grappling Ooh. the day before October second, and there is going to be a Same match. Venue? Same venue. Hey, nice. It's going to be fun. Watch them both. Yes, you will. Um, So there's going to be a match on there. It's not announced yet, but you're going to like it if you like wrestling. And that's all. Wrestling one? It has a wrestling tie. That's all I'll say. Um, When are we announcing it? Um, Hopefully soon. I believe the match is signed. Bo Nickel. Pat Downey. No. (laughs) Double no. all right, no, you'll just have to wait and see, but you're gonna like it. It's gonna be good. Okay. Um, when do we okay. get to see? Like tomorrow, the next day after no, that? No, it's gonna be probably longer than that. Really? They're gonna make you wait. Yeah. Okay. What are they waiting for? If it's signed, I don't know if the other one's signed. One of them, the the one signed, one isn't. Is my understanding. Who's right. signed? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Almost I'll tell you. Got you. I'll I'll t- I'll tell you Ben after the show. Okay. Um, you can. You also got to tell me who who was uh, the first comment from also. Yeah, I will. Oh, good. I just, I just get weird about – I really don't yeah, think this yeah, person would have cared at all. Yeah. But it's like I'm not – I don't know. I don't want people to feel like anytime they text me, it's going to end up on FRL. And yeah. then, you know. Gotcha. So. I usually try to ask uh, – like like even when Spencer was here, I was like, hey, you know, we talked yesterday. I don't want to repeat any of that stuff unless you're okay with it. So I'm just confirming – because I don't, again, you're right. I don't want to feel like if we're just hanging out in person, then I'm just going to repeat anything that I hear. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah. One guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually scared of the dark. It's terrible. I'm crippled by it. <laughs> Ben's like, you know, Bo Nichols, scared of the dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think okay. Bo Nichols scared of anything? I bet Bo Nichols not scared of anything. Uh, probably not. There's little to fear. Um, Maybe snakes, sharks, something like that. Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. I think we should all have a healthy fear of snakes. All um, right. I, I am scared of sharks, and my wife tries making fun of me, and I'm like, I don't understand what you're making fun of. Sharks can eat you, dumb dumb. Like, I'm the, you can make fun of me all you want, but I will not be eaten by a shark. How well, how that? does this, okay, how does this fear manifest itself? Does that mean you won't go in the ocean? Yeah, not, not past my knees. What? Dog, I ain't getting eaten by a shark. I don't even love the risk reward profile. I don't love the ocean that much. I don't want to get eaten by a shark. It works. Risk or war profile. Do you know what the odds of you being eaten by a shark are, Ben? Yeah, but you know how bad it is if you get eaten by a shark? It's real bad, Christian. It's it's like the probability of you getting eaten by a shark, Ben. Yeah, but I don't even like the ocean. So okay. I don't get You don't any like rewards, playing in the waves? Yeah, I mean like maybe, you know, not really. I don't. Uh, you don't like boogie boarding? Yeah. I'll go to a wave pool in the Wisconsin Dells if I want. If I want to play with a wave pool, you don't like getting getting pitted. It's I don't so know pitted. what that means even. Oh, dude, means. yeah, you wouldn't, bro. You don't know anything about hanging ten. <laughs> Hang ten. 
Yeah. Man, I, I can't that believe that, Ben. That that is that is unfortunate. Um, well, I, I don't have a lot of fears in life, but I don't want to beat my shark, and I, so I stay out of the water. Well, simple. I don't think you're did you ever, alone. Did you, ever, did you ever hear that lady that said, that's the shark's house? That was such a great video. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen this? Okay, I'll send it to you guys. All right, yeah, I'd love to see that, shark's house. I was, uh, Ben, you'll, you may be interested to learn, I was obsessed with sharks as a youth. Like, obsessed. Really? I have, like, oh, so many books. I was somehow allowed, now, figure this one out. My parents, uh, sheltered life. I was, I was watching Jaws three at like age eight. Now I was like probably what? make sense of that. Now they, was, eat, they eat people in there. They humans get eaten routinely, and you kind of see it, and then you see like a floating arm. It's very. Uh, I don't understand this. Now as I'm kind of rewinding my childhood, how did this make the cut? But Rage Against the Machine at age seventeen, no Are good. Are there uh, curse words in, in Jaws three? I don't think they're that bad. Um, hmm. my parents were, uh, is they were like more, it was the profanity more than the like, uh, gore and violence that really bothered them. Hmm. It's really I don't sh- mind profanity a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, opposite. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Now I'm remembering. I watched Jaws 3. I was definitely under 10 years old for sure. Uh, so figure that one out. But yeah, I loved, I absolutely love sharks. Obsessed with them. Um, okay. But yeah, don't want to get eaten by one. That's for darn sure. What's your, it, what's your uh, uh, I guess, uh, some people would say my shark fear is illogical, but I, I've explained how it's perfectly logical. Uh, it is Ill- what, illogical. What would you, uh, it is not illogical. I it's not illogical. I don't, I don't like the ocean that much either. And anytime I like, them. anytime I was in it and I would step on something, I'd get the heck out of there. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> like if my, if my foot got tangled up in seaweed, I was gone. <laughs> yeah. That's just what sharks feel I like. was out. <laughs> <laughs> That's where sharks are hiding. Well, you know, I do know too much. See, the the most dangerous shark in terms of, like, risk to humans is probably the bull shark. And the bull shark, that's you the one that – It kind of does like to get a little bit closer to the to the coastline. It, uh, fear is logical. I mean, it's logical in that, yes, it can happen. It is totally illogical in that the probabilities of it happening to you are very – the, probably the most likely and the still a very obscure chance of happening is that a shark would come up, bite your leg, be like, oh, that's not a tuna or whatever. That's not a fish. And then, and then just, you got no leg, Christian. And then you, you got, got no a leg. leg. Listen, you got punch no its leg. eye and it's going to let go. It's not going to drag you out to sea under underwater. You're not going to go out like Quint in Jaws 1. It's not going to be that bad. You're not going to get tugged under like the like the swimmer. Dude. On Sunday, a freaking person was bitten in Orlando. Bitten, bitten. not in Orlando. Eaten. Orlando's in the middle of the state. How did the, how did the show yeah, get to no, Orlando? Not Orlando. Oh, from Orlando. Sorry, it's from Orlando. From Orlando. No. Listen, there are places where where's New Smyrna Beach? Where's that? Mm. Florida. Florida. Yeah, and there's sharks. His injuries, sharks. perfect. This is a perfect example. His injuries were not life threatening, and he was not transported off. He didn't even go to the hospital. What? Well, was, he didn't even go. This is, see, what this is, is my exhibit. Oh, and then a woman, is, a woman got bit uh, in the same place <laughs> she uh, Tracy two days before that, too. Do not go to New Smyrna Beach. Don't do it. Yeah, no, just don't go to New Smyrna. Yeah, it sounds like there's a, it's a little bit of a hot pocket. Yeah, boogie boarding. If you boogie board, you almost look like a seal. That's, you're, that is a little more dangerous. But you know what? Um, it's fine. 
Any, any Facebook <laughs> listener bit by Shark say yeah. Oh my gosh. John Kozak, that's a funny one. All right, so back to sharks, away from sharks, actually. So we discussed earlier, a couple of weeks ago, Zarbek Sidikov. Oh, he got man. married. Beautiful couple, beautiful wedding. JD Raider posted a video, looked like a great time. Little did we know <laughs> this wedding lasted less, or this marriage apparently lasted less than 24 hours. Because at the wedding, or maybe after the wedding, it was revealed to Zauerbeck that his now wife lived a life he was unaware of previous to him and uh, was a little more promiscuous than he had hoped and proceeded to get her kicked out of the marriage celebration as soon as it was as soon as he learned this information and now they're done. Can you believe this, Ben? What what is well, I, I can't say anything because you told me about seventy four things I can't say, so I'm no, really nervous about I did not. <laughs> what I what I can or can't say right now. I'm very limited with my words. I just don't want to, uh, you know, get you guys kicked off air. Well, just go for it. Well, listen, you guys can read the articles for yourself. I'm, you know, it's Russian translation. I'm proud, I'm not making this up, but apparently she was an escort, um, as a prior profession, and someone sent photos of her doing said work uh, to all the guests at the wedding. That person really must not have liked uh, Sidikov to wait that long, right? Cause yeah, it was Sidikov, uh, right? supposedly uh, an ex. They yeah. knew who sent them? It, it was supposedly a former or an ex of the lady. He rolls uh, up all mad, big mad. He was big mad, as the kids say. And uh, so he got dumped or something? Sidikov, sent to Sidikov and a bunch of people at the wedding. And... Uh, and uh, this things is, got out of hand, I think. Here's the thing, <laughs> and here's how this could have been avoided, at least by a few hours. I feel uh, like in in weddings these days, they don't ask like the, hey, does anyone, you know, in the dramatic thing where the- Well, but, the, but Christian, this ex would not have been invited forever, to this. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, does but anyone- he wouldn't have been there. What? What, he wouldn't have been invited? They, they clearly didn't invite him, did they? Have you, listen, you can bust in the doors as soon as the minister You can bust in to the cause like, wedding? Maybe you're not gonna bust in Sidikov's wedding. Yeah, <laughs> you really can't crash idea. that wedding. Come on, it'll be fine. Dog, if you want to get beaten to death, maybe. Listen, he's he's very far away. He can't run me down. You just bust. No, in. but what about all his friends in the audience? You think they think had armed guards the for his wedding? They don't need armed guards, Christian. That's an audience full of killers. They'll just take you with their hands and give you the beat down. Well, he's still okay. What's what's a better scenario to bust into the wedding where people are? apparently supposed to be close to minding their P's and Q's. Are you going to the reception where who knows their state at that oh, point in time? I don't think he went to the reception. He just sent text messages, correct? Oh, I yeah, he was just sending text. Oh, he was just blowing up phones? Yeah. I thought he rolled up. Yeah, Whoa, he no, was sending this stuff no. to them. Oh, man. Yeah, Chris. This is a cold-blooded killer. Up. <laughs> You're going to get killed. Give me yeah, a break. He, he didn't roll up. Okay, I thought he rolled up. Um, Yeah, that does change I mean, Chris, things. Are you going to show up and give, you know, Sad Julaev and are you going to give him the bird? I mean, can you imagine what would happen to you? <laughs> be like, bad. It would not be good. It would be really, really bad. It would not be good. I'm I'm willing to say it publicly. I could not beat up Zarabek Sidikov. I just don't think I could do it. So I can imagine it would be really, <laughs> really bad. Um, I, yeah. See, I don't know if she was. Our, our man John Kozak, he doesn't think she was uh -oh. an escort either. See, this is why I didn't want to say it because I don't think well, that's I think it was just something like well, every other article called her an escort. 
Yes. yes. Literally so said the word escort. Charge, literally. We're not in charge of uh, Russian uh, scandalous magazines. What are those we called again? Are. The ones that have the, the junk in them? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he also, you know uh, Kozak says Sitikov and the Misses only met in April. Oh, see. Which makes sense. That's oh, not good. Oh, my. But that's not good. That's just, not I, I get love at first sight, but you got to give it, you got to give it a little bit of time. Um, you barely know someone if you meet them in April. Wait, Especially April, during quarantine. Weren't they locked down on Corona? Yeah. Oh, I see what happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I got it. <laughs> so, uh, the weirdest part of all this, it's one thing when it's like, all right, this back and forth. Then Frank Chimizo chimes in. Chimizo gets what? involved. Chimizo's involved. Chimizo's uh, involved. You haven't uh, seen this? Do you not follow Frank I, on Instagram? Chimizo, Chimizo paid the Russian billionaire to put those photos out there to no. get out of, the, out of the way. No. We need, like, you know how some radio shows have, like, you know, the little soundboard with the drops? Like, when we say Chimizo, I should be able to, like, hit a button and be like, Who you are? No, I love money, bro. That's the best line. <laughs> I love money, bro. But now, uh, all right, so Kyle's going to pull it up. I'm going to read it, but Chimizo chimes in on this situation. Use it basically. I have no idea. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. Hold on. I'll read the whole thing to you. I don't know if he's oh, playing a God. little more, uh, playing some psychological warfare here. But here, I'm going to read it right now. His response. So it's him. It's Zauerbeck, like, basically at the end of a match, they're kind of, like, hugging. Um and Frank Chimizo, in this photo, you can see the respect of this champion today. I want to show you my respects. I know you're going through a complicated situation with your wife where many people get, make comments in bad taste, but I give you a counsel from rival to rival. Women never lose the value. Respect for all women. We all have the right to change. I can't wait to find you to kick your ass. <laughs> wow. So it took quite Frank a turn. Chimizo. I was like, oh, I give you good advice. And then it's like... People change. I'm going to beat you. Pardon my French. Wow. Pardon my Italian. Cuban. You really got a uh, body mouth on you today, Piles. I'm sorry. Yeah. What else have I said? Hell. Your mom. I did? Your yeah. mom could be so mad at you. Name of the song. When did I say that? You said Highway to Hell. Oh, that's the, the place is okay. <laughs> uh, there's different instances where it's fine. You, you can say it in Sunday school. Um, well, so is, is Chimizo then, then Chimizo's dropping in her DMs. I almost guarantee it. He could he could have a uh, he definitely did <laughs> ulterior motive for making motive. that Who post. Knows? Who knows? There's no way he didn't do it afterwards. I I almost <laughs> damn near guarantee it. Okay, um, so that's like among the more strange uh, stories in in wrestling today. The 24 hour yeah. marriage of Zarbek Sidikov. Hopefully, it all works out. Um, okay, seamless transition from. Sir Sidikov's wedding to Pat Brucky to Michigan. What? Wait, hold on. Jordan Burroughs should actually give him the advice because he no. seems like a happily married man. Jordan should not or, get you know, involved. He, he... Jordan should not get involved at all. <laughs> Jamiso, he doesn't. He's not married. He doesn't know. I think he's married. I thought they were divorced. Okay, maybe he's not married. Jamiso's married. Maybe. He was for a time, but Chimizo I think, was I thought, married. Yeah, I thought they were divorced. He definitely was. I never seen her picture on Instagram. Although I don't follow Frank on Instagram, so maybe that's why. You follow like fourteen people, Ben. <laughs> you're very, you're very choosy. Um, no, Pat Brocky to Michigan. That's big news. It's. It, I, I'm still huge. curious. It. You think it's huge? I don't know because if they wrestle their guys oh. this year like they say they're going to, then I don't think it's huge because I don't think. 
Um, yeah, it, you're right. I, I do, it doesn't. He's not going to put them over the hump in 2022 if Amin, Massa, and Micic are gone. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're they're not going to be gone. That's that's all there is to that. I mean, is it simple? I mean, it. Hearing from my, it's easy for us to say. It's a lot harder to make Miles Amin and Stefan Micic sign up for year seven of college, right? And and putting um, their life basically on hold. I mean, I would say, listen, dude, we got we got Rona till January, and then you got to wrestle, you know, in the Olympics. Let's let's just take this one off. It's simple. Let's go wrestle a few international tournaments. Let's do that. And then listen, there's this NCAA championship in Detroit. We can have a huge party. Let's stick around for a year. I don't think it's that hard of a sale. I don't need. I don't either because it's like these guys are staying in wrestling. They're not. They're not going to go run off to yeah some point. job in corporate America. You don't know that. And I don't think. I don't think that they would are going to leave. Ann Arbor, like, to go train somewhere else. For all we know, these guys have law degrees coming out of this. They've been in school since well, 2013. Yeah, they could have that, but, you know, as we learned from Chris Campbell, the law career will always be there. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's that hard of a sell either. They have the Olympics in 2021, then you just – you don't wrestle them all of the next season. You know, you, you pick yeah. and choose your battles, and you just let them – train and, and stay healthy and I don't think it's that big of a grind really yeah I, I mean listen we theorized it I mean we were basically like months ago we we're like oh this is happening Detroit 2022 they're gonna sit another year and do it and then Spay interviewed Amin and it was basically like no I don't want to do that I just want to wrestle but who knows that was also when we thought everything would just be cleared up and, and very normal we, this year right we did. They they had Josh Trell on the Bader show last week, and he was very much like, "We're monitoring the situation. All the options are on the table." But I mean, they literally have like seven or eight guys that could take a red shirt. Really? Whether it's just regular or Olympic? Yeah. Look at the guys that all had that all took Olympic red shirts last year, uh, plus Kane Store who came back right. and wrestled, but he still has that option. Mason Paris has that option. Oh yeah, as a junior world champion. Um, I need to look, but he said he said seven. So that's like, um, who else? Kurt McHenry can, yep, because he's a Cadet World yep. champ. Um, that's five, that's that's six, that's six right yeah. there. Who'd be the other one? I wonder if Cam yeah, is somehow whole Olympic team. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, that's a lot of guys. I don't know who else, but oh, Will Luan. he's a Cadet. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Cadet World medalist. Oh my gosh! He's a champ, I think. He yeah, he won Cadet Worlds. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, holy cow! What if they did that? Then Detroit will be Detroit Rock City for Michigan. They're Detroit. not. Yeah, they are not losing. If I Cornell might be in the mix, but I don't think Penn State will quite be fully recharged and reloaded. If I Iowa is going to lose, Spencer DeSanto, Ironman, Young, Kimmer, Marinelli. Unless they don't wrestle those guys. Unless they can somehow sit all those guys. Well, the fall sports this year just doesn't count for their eligibility. Yeah. They can just compete and it doesn't count? Yeah, they get another year. We just went over that. But even if they wrestle at NCAAs, it won't count as a year? Yes, no matter what happens, fall sports, they get another year. I didn't. Yes, it does not matter if they can. They do. They can do the whole season. They have a blank this year. It's like it's like this year is made up. 
made up year. But Kyle, there is no season in the fall. Uh, for football, there is. No, only for like a couple teams, right? It's over fifty teams that are, are going to play this. Fall. Really? Yeah. There's that many. Yeah. There's like I thought there's only two or two or three conferences. No, you have the the Big Twelve, the SEC, the ACC, the Sun Belt, Conference USA. You always forget the Sun Belt, wow. man. Um, there's another one. I believe it's I believe it's like six playing six not. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Man, a lot of national championships come out of the Sun Belt. <laughs> no, there's not, but not a lot. But plenty of sunshine, which goes along. Yeah, with- the, the seniors can play and then come back, and then the same with fre- with freshmen. They can play and they're still f- like true freshmen the next year. Why? Wow. Why would that not be the wow. case for the winter athletes too? Dude, that would be amazing. And this is how. This is how you get the year back. This is how. Uh, this is how you get five-time national champions. Or at least you give Spencer the yeah. opportunity for four. Yeah. Well, Mackay would have a chance for five because he actually registered last year. Oh, wow. Anyone else? Am I forgetting someone? It would make Yanni. sense that Yanni Virginia Tech. That it would make sense if Virginia Tech had the first five-time NCAA champion. <laughs> That's really the next step they need. Um. Man, I can't wait to watch Makai wrestle again. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Okay. So, any other thoughts on Brucky to Michigan? Obviously, the uh, you know he's an Illinois guy. Coach Bormet has deep ties back to the the overtime days when he ran the club there. Um, don't they have someone from? They have somebody from uh, Brucky's high school. A bunch of Illinois people. Yeah. From his specific high school. I mean, they have a bunch of Illinois people. I don't know about from his specific high school. Or did he go to um, uh, what's it, Montini at the end? I can't recall. Everyone no, always seems like they go to Montini by the end. Yeah, you got to. You have to transfer. It's like the the next step. No, he did not. He went to Carl Sandburg, and they only have oh, one They're person good. on there from Carl Sandburg, Pat Nolan, 141. Yeah. So um, now my question is, Ben, if they bring everyone back next year, who's going? Is Amin going eighty four in this scenario? Because I don't know if you've seen Pat Brucky's arms, but those things aren't getting down to eighty four, yeah. in my opinion. I, I think Amin goes eighty four in that situation. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. But and I guess that would make at least that would be post Olympics, right? So theoretically, yeah. you're not sacrificing your mass for for that. Yeah. So. That kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, where to next, Benjamin? We have we have bad news. Oh, from I was, Iowa. I was looking through the uh, Michigan roster. I, there, there's actually less Illinois people than I thought. There's only like three or four. I thought there was more. Um, I was incorrect on that. Um, yeah, Iowa not good. This happened right through our show on on Thursday, I believe. They they you know Iowa waited to drop this till we were done talking. Yeah. Uh, Four sports, it's not wrestling, so that's a good thing. But there's other uh, athletes losing their opportunity to compete at the college level. That's a really bad thing. And if you know, you think it's someone, you feel like Iowa had a really healthy athletic department. Uh, at least that's the way I felt. Uh, you got to think that there's probably some more of these things coming down the pipe, and we can only hope that it is not wrestling. Yeah, and so they are just straight up dropping four uh, men's programs, and then you've got. Well, I think it's three. I think it's three and one. Oh, one women's program? I think it's... Yeah, I think the one okay. women's is the swimming program. Oh, Both swimming. Yes. So they, yeah. they, like, close the pool. No more swimming, no more diving. Yes. Um, fill it in. Fill it in. Mm-hmm. Skate park. I think it's 
tennis and and uh, I can't remember what Gymna- else. Men's gymnastics is that one? Men's gymnastics, yeah. There's men's gymnastics, well. men's and women's swimming and diving, and men's tennis. Yikes! So uh, highly unfortunate. And Nebraska announced they're they are a bunch of furloughs and pay cuts. Furloughs and pay cuts. So I'm wondering if that's going to be like kind of what we see from these bigger programs. They're either just straight up dropping programs or they're doing. That's I mean. Most programs at this point have already done pay cuts. Uh, I know at West Virginia they did furloughs for a while. I think those people are back to work now. But, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it doesn't affect too many more schools. I mean, I I was projecting a $100 million loss with no football season. Man, so, that's just tough. Jeez. Tough to overcome. Yeah. Um, but on the other end, of, like, the, it's not like those – Sports cost that much money to run, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what dropping those really does. Yeah, I don't know either. Doesn't do a hundred million dollars of savings. Uh, no, no, that's a negative. No. Yeah. All right, well, fun stuff. Okay, next up. Super <laughs> th- will what Super Thirty Two happen? That more? <laughs> no. <laughs> what else is there to say? Um, yeah, that's sad. So we still don't know about Super 32. Ben is uh, very curious because he wants to send all his yeah. juniors. And- yeah. You know what one of my kids said last night? I was talking about I said, well, you know, I don't want – the flights are relatively expensive. I said, I don't want you guys to buy flights and buy hotels and then it gets canceled and you have, you know, $700 out the window. I don't want you guys – I don't want to encourage you guys to do that. I don't think that's a great idea. He said, well, you know, Ben, we could just go on a vacation – I said, I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't want to go on a vacation to Greensboro, North Carolina with a bunch of high school kids for no reason. <laughs> like, if we're going to Super 32, let's do it. But I'm not trying to go hang out in Greensboro, North Carolina with, you know, a bunch of 17-year-old boys. That's, that ain't cool. That's not vacay for, for Ben Askren. You know, um, well, you could book the flights, Ben, because basically any flights can be booked now. They'll let you, like, cancel them or change them for only Southwest, right? No, come on. Like those uh, other I, airlines, they're not changing for free. Come on, bro. I'm pretty sure Delta. I just booked. I'm going. Uh, I'm going home September uh, 8th through 14th, and I really. Yeah, I booked two flights, and they're both like, yeah, free change, whatever through this time. As hmm. uh, they're trying to encourage anyone to book flights, and people are freaked out with everything going on right now, so they're letting people change it and stuff for free. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, okay. I don't look into it, man. Huh. Come on. Okay. I'll look into it. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I, I, just, I have, so they just sent college students home in North Carolina at a few of the different colleges and the bars and restaurants and gyms still aren't open. So I'm like, dude, we're like, we're two months out. Are they really going to let a national tournament with 2000 people come from all over America happen if they won't let a freaking bar or gym open? And to me, that says ain't gonna happen. I don't know no. why Super Thirty Two right now today should move to somewhere like Iowa or right Iowa's open. Like they're they're getting down. They should move to Iowa. Maybe come to Wisconsin. We're open. Go to the Wisconsin Dells Super Thirty Two. You know, let's let's come somewhere to the Midwest here, and then you know maybe make this your permanent home after you come to Georgia. <laughs> oh because man, North Carolina ain't gonna let you do it. Wow. Um, who knows? But yeah, I mean, I'm I believe they're looking at all options i here's what i'm imagining is happening they're okay. waiting till september but i bet in the background this i have no <laughs> inside information at all i'm just 
okay. saying these are smart people. They probably have yeah. a plan B sort of figured out so that After it September went. September 11. Yeah. They're going to, if they say, nope, can't do it, they're going to be like, all right, cool, we have this ready to go. Right. Hmm. These are these are not dumb people. I would imagine that's be what nice. they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Um, it'll put some people in a tougher spot in terms of having to make quick quick changes. But, hey, if you want to wrestle Super 32, let's do it. Yeah. Well, and what I find interesting is that South Carolina is, South Carolina is open. North Carolina is not. But um, the Grapple Fall Classic, which unfortunately is another tournament that I, I really like a lot, they're in Michigan. Um, and Michigan's not open, so they moved to Myrtle Beach. And Myrtle Beach is also really far away from Wisconsin. So oh, that's annoying. you are right about that, sir. Myrtle Beach is awesome, <laughs> yeah. though. But that's why. So I told my guys, I said, listen, I can't go to that one because I think it's the same weekend as who's number one. So I said, I can't go to that one. But if you want this whole vacation plan that you guys have, if it gets canceled, like Myrtle Beach would be very much superior to Greensboro, North Carolina. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Be okay. nice. Go to the beach. Oh, yeah. Myr- Myrtle's mm-hmm. cool. Have you ever been, Frankie? Uh, not to vacation. Oh, just business trips? Yeah, business only. <laughs> no, <laughs> we we always went to uh, <laughs> we always went to Hilton Head. Oh, okay. South Carolina. That's that. Nice. Is that uh, another place there? That's mm-hmm. South Carolina, yeah. It's an island. Got Sweet. it. It's dope. Yeah, Hilton Head's nice. Okay, hey, Ben. What's, I, wait, what's IHPO? Is that something... Is it how many guys are saying IHPO? I don't really know what that means. Interna- International House Pancakes of Office. Office. <laughs> no, it's a term in Indiana. Oh. Oh. I thought, uh, I thought it was a pancake place. Yeah. We are not sending any uh, any wrestlers there because we are doing some duels <clears throat> next weekend, oh. um, which we're hosting, and uh, we're bringing a bunch of really good teams in here to our facilities. So uh, maybe we'll tell you more about that at another point in time. Oh, maybe Cracker Barrel. I don't know. It's pretty good. Maybe we'll. I, I'm sure some of our guys will go, but uh, we have something going on the next weekend, so we won't be going to that. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yes. Um, hey Ben, you're having your surgery. You you talk about it a lot. When when is that? Yeah, literally one. I I'm like, I don't want to say I'm nervous about it, but it feels really strange to say next next tuesday like this time like when you guys are doing the show i'll probably be getting my ass wheeled in and getting ready to get cut open i've never been cut open before so yeah i am a little bit nervous about it um but you know who knows then maybe i'll come on the other side of it and i'll feel better than i have in a decade so you know who knows i hope that's what happens so yeah we're we gotta figure out our plan for next week we're gonna be askerless uh next week i don't know how many weeks uh, I, I mean, I'm hoping just well, – I'm thinking I can be back to coaching practice in two weeks. Oh, my um, gosh. That's it. I'm not a wimp, Piles. You're going to be crutching around? around? Yeah. Yeah, damn straight. Um, crutch around, yelling at kids. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in this show, it's not, it requires a lot of physical activity. I sit down here in my basement, and we, we get to talk about wrestling. So, I, I don't know. I got to assume in a week I'll be back, I think. Okay. Well, that would be nice. I'll be – so it's gonna be interesting because you'll be gone that week, next week. Yeah. And then I think I'm gonna be gone the week after that. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a little zany. We're gonna have to get some uh, some fill in peeps. I have some ideas though. Don't worry. Um, it'll be it'll be good if it happens. Um, okay. Do you want to go to questions, Ben? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we hit everything. Oh no, I, I mean I, I would. And I don't know. Do you, do you see the next thing after Super 32? Do you not want to talk about that? Oh, um, no. You can bring it up. 
Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I'm going to USA Wrestling's website, themat.com, and, um, you know, they, they have three events on their calendar right now. They have the October 8th through 10th event. They have the club duels, which are in Wisconsin. And they have the preseason nationals, which are the end of October, but they do not have the U20 and U23 event that we thought was going to happen. So that makes me kind of weary of that event happening also, which, you know, I was really hoping that that event would happen. But the fact that it is not on their calendar, that makes me a little bit nervous. I think it's, uh, I don't know, but something with the venue, maybe that's not locked in or something about it being in Ohio. I think it's supposed to be in Ohio, but I don't know. I think that's probably... Why? But yeah, hopefully we okay. know soon. I don't know. Ohio just opened up to contact sports like last week. That's good. Wrestling is a contact sport. I just yeah. did some research this weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> questions from friends. CJ Kemp. He's a frequent frequent asker of questions. Um, with the NAIA, you get to put your best 10 guys in regardless of weight, meaning you can double up at certain weights. If NCAA did this format, who would benefit more? Iowa, Penn State? Um, Ohio State or Oklahoma State? So yeah, with I this, who it's a tough one. Iowa always has a lot of really good lightweights, but Penn State always seems to have one or two like really not good weights, and then a couple really good guys sitting on the bench. So yeah, I'm like go they, Penn State. They had Nick Nevels on the bench the year Kassar won. Yeah, um, they've had Kassar on the bench like multiple yep. years. Shakur Rashid was on the bench multiple years. Who's the best? So Gilman is the best guy I can think of that straight up did not start um, a year for Iowa. His freshman They had a year. couple there, didn't they, that were really good? Um, Sammy Brooks, Alex Meyer yeah, both sat a year to two. I think Alex mm-hmm. Meyer was on the bench two years. Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, Tristan Moran was behind uh, Dean. They had like three guys that oh, were man. there in the Oklahoma State Lightweight. Boo. Boo has been on the bench. Boo was on the bench. Behind yep. Dean. Tristan Moran was on the bench. Uh, who else? There's, some, there's someone Chandler else Rogers was on the bench. bench. Chandler. Chandler got benched. Yeah. <clears throat> Two-time All-American. Crutchmer was on the bench um, his freshman year at least. I think his first two. First two years. Um, so, yeah, quite a few quite a few dudes so yeah they've they've sat i mean those are all all americans right Mm -hmm. who's an all-american chandler's an all-american crutchmer's an all-american so maybe oklahoma state right because it feels like they're the one we're always trying to like solve the puzzle of their lineup and you have to move guys into less optimum weight if you could just have like you know if dayton and cade could wrestle at 133 i mean that would be Mm, freaking epic right um yeah and not pull one of those guys down to 25 or whatever they would have to end up doing. Um, so, yeah, I think, man, it would be kind of fun if you had to do that, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I don't I, I like it more the way it currently is. Where oh, for sure. The 10 weight class is way better than uh, – it would just get too confusing, and maybe it's just because I like, I like order too much and symmetry, and, you know, you might end up with, um, you know, a whole bunch of teams who wrestle, say, two guys at 133 or something as opposed to, uh, you know, and then some other weight class is really weak because of that. Yes. Okay. Um, best father-son duo of all time. Any former greats that currently have any kids on the upcoming big boards? Well, Van Ness's dad was an All-American at Rutgers. I think is it has to be Jim Jordan and <clears throat> Isaac Jordan, right? 
Jim uh, was an yeah. NCAA they champion. Yep. Um, Isaac was a finalist. That's t- pretty tough to beat as far as father-son duos. Jim Jordan beat John Smith for crying out loud. Um, yeah. That's a tough father-son mm-hmm. duo well, to how beat. About, I mean, John Smith and Joe Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, be a good one. That's a very good one. Be interesting um, to see what David Carr does. Well, yeah, there, that's uh, a good one. What were those um, guys way back in the day? Uh, the Peary's or the right? P- oh, was it P E E R Y? Weren't they both the father son, both multi- uh, NCAA champions? I mean, we're talking a long, long time ago. Dang, I don't know this. Jason Bryant, tell tell me if I'm right. I think I'm right on this one. What about the and then what, what the Coles? Yeah, the oh yeah, Jason Bryant just said the Peary's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said the Coles. Coles yeah. Um, what about Mark Perry Sr.? And then uh, Ooh, how, how good Mark was Mark Perry Sr.? And he's a good coach. Really good, right? I, I don't. He went to Nebraska. What did he do? Mark Perry Sr. Because his his kids both were two time champions. Oh, Torella. Torella oh yeah, family. for sure. Torella. Dang. And he yeah, had he had two really really good man. Josh Trella and Ryan Trella were so close to being NCAA champions, it's insane. Like, Ryan versus Hendricks is, like, yes. insanely controversial. Maybe the most controversial NCAA final ever. And then Josh Trella, I was just – I was doing some research because we're um, – for, for a film we're, we're starting to work on. And I was watching – The Metcalf um, film? Are you finally starting to work on that? <laughs> we just got started. Yeah, no, a different one. And Josh Trella was so close to beating uh, – Gregor Gillespie in the NCAA Finals that mm, year. So yeah. was, both those guys good were just man. right there. Very good match. Um, Vugar and Vito. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. wow. International. And we have uh, Brett and Andy Matter, uh, both NCAA champions. That's uh, we got a lot of good people, good uh, comments in the chats. Yes. Right now. The Hensons, mm-hmm. we'll see. Obviously, Sammy the Bull was very good. His kids are, are still young, but obviously show a lot of promise. Okay. Wasn't there an older Henson, uh, like Stanley Henson? I don't know. You're the historian, National sure. Wrestling Hall of Fame, Ben Askren Museum. Stan Henson. Um, I think I think he founded um, uh, Adidas, maybe. Res- oh. Adidas Wrestling version. Let's see. He's a three-time NCAA champion. He died at uh, Ambulance Chaser. Mark Palmer says he died at age 101 in 2018. <laughs> Oh, he was the Oklahoma State guy. Right? I met this guy. Yeah, I met this guy. He when he was ninety nine yeah. years old at the Oklahoma State Penn State duel. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, he was at Oklahoma yeah. State Iowa that year too. Uh, I remember him. Yeah, um, I think his kid might have been really good too. I'm trying to look through it. Maybe not. Mark Perry Senior was two time All American. By the way, that's a pretty good. So there's a few. There are a few. There are a few. Okay. Um, next question. Sorry. Over under ten percent. Yeah, it was a good one. Over under ten percent chance worlds happen in December. I will say under. I do not think it's going to happen. Ten percent. That's pretty bad. I'm saying uh, under. I will say it does not feel as though it's going to happen right now. But ten percent is really low, so I'll take the over just because ten percent is so low. Got yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, just yeah. The number of nations that have to be on board, I don't think they're going to have enough. 
So the the Peary family, uh, Jason says, Rex Peary, three-time champ at Oklahoma State's Oklahoma State. His sons, Rex and Ed, were both three-time champs at Pitt. Whoa. Boom. That's pretty good. So nine NCAA titles right there. Nine chips between the Peary's. They That's, win. Winners win. Star Wars no, or I mean, Harry they, I mean, Potter? They, they win. Well, hold on. I mean, they win the father-son thing, Christian, right? Yeah, I, I suppose. You know, there's a little... Um, you know, the eras are tough to compare, but right? Are they not, Ben? You've been they, as dismissive of, of any one of the previous eras. I haven't been dismissive. I would never say that. I didn't call him JV. <laughs> Nor did I. Um, <laughs> Star Wars or Harry Potter, which is better? This is from Omega Mattis. Uh, Harry Potter. I don't watch either of those junk. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Harry Potter's good, Ben. I never so, watch it. I'm never gonna watch it. I've I have seen I loved the Star Wars movies when I was a kid. And then my wife had never seen them. And I was like, Oh, what, you've never seen these? We gotta watch them. And then I watched them and I was like, these are terrible. <laughs> I just liked them when I was ten. <laughs> I was like, oh my, I was like, I'm really sorry. So we watched like A New Hope, which is the first one. I was like, I'm sorry. That's I I really love this when I was. Eight. I watched. I've watched a few of them. I just can't seem to get into them. Uh, probably the nerdiest thing about me is I really, really like Harry Potter. I read all the books. Love the movies. It's good stuff. I so, I think I read. I did read all the books, and I loved all the books. And the movies came out, and I just I was like in college ish when the first one came out, and I'll, they're they're kids movies, and I I just really didn't like them. And they didn't really like live up to the book, so I was like, "Kids movies." Yeah, they're kids movies. They're for children. Harry Potter. Harry Potter's for children. Maybe like for children. F- maybe for like children. the first or second one when because like Harry and them are young in it. Yeah. But the ones after that are very much like from like three up are not whatsoever. Okay. They're killing people. Like, no, that's so just not that, true. That, as long as they don't swear, that's cool in the piles house. <laughs> that's fine. There is no swearing. Yeah, but there is a, the precedent of people think you can run around cast spells on each other. <laughs> that's just not okay. Yeah, it's just not okay because that's it's a slippery slope. Um, no, we were we were allowed to watch and read Harry Potter in the in the piles household. We're fine with sorcery of all kinds. <laughs> uh, no issue there. But yeah, I, I I haven't seen I've seen like one of them and I was like eh, okay. Huh. Um, do you like any fantasy, Ben? Do you like, uh, uh, I don't know, Battlestar Galactica? I've never seen that. I don't guess that's I don't fantasy. even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I only like the wrestle and the MMA. And maybe Bitcoin. Yeah, so a Bitcoin documentary you probably watched before. I watched the Bitcoin Billionaires is a great book. It's coming out in a movie format. Oh, wow, finally. Yeah, I, at long, I got at long to interview last. that guy. Hey, don't be here. I got to interview that guy on uh, the Funky Crypto Show. It was awesome. Um, so Ben Mesrick, the author of Bitcoin Billionaires, he's a writer on the only show I watch, Billions. Okay. And then he also wrote the books that became The Social Network. And uh, so what was that book called? Uh, the book was called something different. And then he also wrote the book that became 21. Um, I think the book was called Bring Down the House. Bring Down the House. It was awesome. Oh, th- yeah. this guy. Yeah. I've listened to this guy before, but I can't remember his name. What's his name? His name's Ben Mesrick. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, 
Oh, I had a thing, but I forgot it. It'll come back to me, maybe. Um, where does Mark Hall rank among the best to only win one? One, one being one NCAA title. Asks well, that's Matt. Not really fair. That's not really fair. Yeah, because he could have won two. But yeah, let's say he didn't have NCAAs. For the sake for the sake of the argument, let's say let's pretend he made the finals and lost to Michael Kemmer. Um then well if he loses to Michael Kemmer, then I think that takes him down a peg, doesn't it? I mean, um if he's only lost as a heat, if that's his only loss, then then he's gonna go really, really high up on the board. But if he also loses to Michael Kemmer uh in the NCAA finals, I think that takes him down a few notches. So, um, who are some other really good? I mean, Nato and Miles. Someone put in the chat were were one timers that were really really good. Um, I, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I always feel like with these questions, like historic, it's it's so hard to answer them in the moment because you forget all the guys who have only won one NCAA title. It's just like we should have a we, there should be a website that has like all all one time NCAA champions ranked by best other finishes or something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Nico is is up there. He was Really? 2231? Yeah, That's he's up there, huh? Pretty freaking good, man. Yeah. That's a really low From a numerical uh, standpoint. He could only be 1 point higher, right? With yes. 2221. Yes, numerically speaking. Um okay. Someone wants to do sibling duos. I don't know. Um, oh, here's one. This will be a fun one. This one's DM'd me. I don't know why they didn't just tweet it, but whatever. Um, what are your thoughts? This is for Ben. Um, what are your thoughts on goal, goal setting? Have you seen more success from kids with unrealistic goals or kids that have real, realistic goals each season? Any other thoughts on goal setting process for kids are appreciated? Wow. Okay, I could be like the rest, <laughs> I could be like the rest yeah, of the show. That's okay. Um yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they got to be realistic. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm both ends of the spectrum. They do not too easy, not too easy, not too hard. Hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean like, hey, t- ten years out, right? You never know what's gonna happen in five years or ten years. But I'm so, I, so I guess those long term ones, I'm not even thinking of them in terms of realisticness because anything can happen over. I mean, if someone in the year 2000 saw me and said I was gonna be 2008 Olympic team, they would have said, yeah, but there's 47 kids in America his weight that are better than him. Right, that's just not going to happen. Maybe more, right. than, maybe more than forty-seven. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me b- before but, we go. Yeah. I have a thought that's like super pertinent to that. I was thinking about this uh, between shows from Thursday to, and how helpful it would probably be, and maybe parents would just probably remain crazy. But if you could see video of all the greats in our sport and watch them as wrestlers as eight, nine, ten-year-olds. And yeah. see what they look like. I bet it would be the most underwhelming thing. They would look so raw, and, and maybe some of them wouldn't be right. There, there'd be yeah. some, but I bet so many of them. Not just you, but even like, what did John Smith look like as a seven, eight, nine year old? Right. Yeah. I bet it just. It would probably be so helpful just to see that. Um, yeah. That like, look, this is where the kids can be, and here's where they can get right. Um, I think that would be just well, amazing. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think obviously it would be more helpful to see the ones, you know, like me who weren't all that good and then got better. There's some, there are obviously some yeah. that were really good in the beginning and also really good at the end, but not, not nearly all of them. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that could be well. It's just it's just the perspective. I mean, you're talking about having perspective, right? It's really important. And I think that there's an easier one, Christian, that parents can do. It's like go to any youth tournament around America, and go by the kindergarten through second grade mats, and then go to the seventh and eighth grade mats and just see and feel the difference. They are like different worlds. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And that's just because by the time kids have gotten seventh, eighth grade, parents have a lot of parents have realized that they need to chill out, they need to sit down. Their kids, if you know, at that point, if the parents are super obnoxious, the kids are probably rebelling a little bit against that obnoxiousness. Um, so it's just totally different worlds. And I think parents, if they have enough pers- per, you know, perspective, they can see that right there at those tournaments. Yeah. Um, and then if they also pay attention, they can see like, oh, hey, this kid sucked two years ago. I mean, was terrible, couldn't win a match, and now they're really good. So obviously that can happen also. Um, so-, so I think on, on a, Go ahead. We were talking about you were talking about goal setting, and I interrupted you unfortunately. Yeah. No, no, I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I so I think maybe the far off ones. I don't really think too much about those because they're, they're right. They're kind of far away, but more in the in the shorter term. Like, hey, what are we going to do next year? Um, I, I want a kid to be totally realistic with himself. If they're if they're way off on either side, too easy or too hard, it's it's not a good goal, um, right? It needs to be something that's within reach, but is still kind of a stretch. Um, and then I've, and, you know, within that, probably even more short-term goals. Um, you know, I, I always did, and maybe I didn't keep them really noted, but I definitely had goals on an every single day basis. What do I want to accomplish when I go into practice? Um, and then lots of times in matches, what do I want to accomplish in that match? Uh, and I think that's really, really important because it keeps you really focused on what you're doing, uh, the actual process of it. And, um, so I think those you know, really, really short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals, and then super long-term goals. I think all, you know, having all those things are really, really important. So what about, um, so if a 10 year old says my goal is to be an Olympic champion, what do you say to him? That's great. Let's do oh, it. Okay. That's good. No, well, I mean, why, right at 10 years old, the, the, yes, the sky is the limit. There's an infinite amount of potential at that age. Um, you know, and even high school guys, you guys could think, uh, well, who is it? Uh, the one guy I always post, uh, Adam Wheeler. Uh, he sucked. I think he was like 1 in 15 his freshman year of high school, and he won an Olympic medal. Yeah. I mean, literally, how, how much worse? The, he could have went 0 in 16, I guess. He could have been a little bit worse, but can't be much worse than that. Um, and their stories, I mean, who? Mark Schultz, right? What, the, what year did he start wrestling? Like sophomore year of high school? Yeah, later. Something he wasn't very good in the beginning, right? I mean, so there there are all these stories. So yeah, if they're saying something like that at ten, what whatever, great. I'm glad I'm glad you have big goals and big aspirations. Um, we, we have plenty of time to accomplish that. Uh, so, but more in the interim, the, the shorter term. I think that's probably where it's more important to be really, really realistic. Yes, I agree. Um, so all right, give me an example. Give me an example. All right, you've got a oh. got a nine year old. Start, yeah. Starting wrestling. I'm not. I'm not really talking goal setting with nine year olds. We're talking. You're uh, not. I, I, like I said, no. I think um, that that late middle school, high school is probably where I think it becomes um, really, really important, and and where they can start speaking for them. They can and do start speaking for themselves. Um, I think that's probably a re- really good age range. Right. We talk, um, yeah, we talked earlier about we talked last time about how youth youth thought is heavily influenced. You're really young, you're five, six, seven, eight is really influenced by what the parents are saying and doing. Even even if it's not directly, hey kid, you need to say this, but they're paying attention to what their parents are saying and they're 
um, kind of feeding off of that. Okay. Probably last question. Trilogy you're looking forward to more if wrestled in the Olympic finals. Burles versus Sidikov or Snyder versus Sajulayev? Ooh, that's a good one. First of all, Jordan Burroughs isn't allowed to wrestle them in the finals, basically. <laughs> it can only happen in the semis, except for, like, 2017. He always has the Russians earlier. So it's forbidden, strictly. Yeah. But, dare um, to dream. I would say Jordan Burroughs because he has not gotten Sidikov yet. And so I want him to get him once. Snyder already has one win over Sedgulai, and he'll always have that. Um if Burroughs goes 0-3 against Sidikov, that would be really unfortunate. So I'm going to say I'm more looking forward to Burroughs-Sidikov. I am as well. Um, you know, I I really want to see... The Snyder-Sajalayev thing is so interesting because the two matches are like... The one is just like... A, it's a great wrestling match. Snyder breaks him at the end. Gets the takedowns, kind of a back and forth. And then the other one is just like the least satisfying match ever. One move, <laughs> not just because he lost, but it's like, all right, well, what would have happened if they wrestled six? Eight? He'd have been down like two zero if he'd have just been able to fight off his back from that weird thing. Who knows what happens then, right? And then you know, and certainly since then, Kyle Kyle has not been able to make it back to him, right? So you you could hypothesize yeah. that. Well, it was, is it was only one year. Right, but, you know, he went from beating him to getting pinned by the first period to not even making it to him. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was one year. Um, you know, Kyle's always – Kyle's never been perfect, right? He's always taken some losses. Obviously, it, it hadn't been losses at the World Championships, but it had been – he had taken losses. Yes, yes. Um, so, I – from a curiosity, I feel like I know what the Burroughs-Sidikov match is going to look like. I just want to know what the next installment of Snyder-Sajulayev looks like. But, okay, for my anxiety level, I don't want a Burroughs-Sidikov <laughs> Olympic final. Because my heart just might explode. I just I can't. The anticipation of that, having to wait. So it's one thing when they hit in the quarters or the semis or round one. It's like, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like thinking about this match for literally an entire day or two, it, I don't I don't even want to think about the the anxiety levels. I don't think I'll be as nervous. I'll feel like, you know, Snyder. If Snyder were to lose the Sagittarius Live, I guess, like, whatever. This guy's going to wrestle till like 2038. What's what's it matter? He's going to get his – he's going to have other opportunities and, and whatnot. But I know that the Burroughs thing is coming to an end, and this is maybe his last Olympics yeah. or close to it. Um, so I think that sort of – the finality approaching and then just my general affinity towards JB would, would make it um, <laughs> extremely difficult. But the victory would be so much sweeter if he were able to do it at, at the Olympics and just mm -hmm. the way he lost in the previous ones. Uh, incredible. Okay. Well, let's get the heck out of here. I got a few oh. good uh, one-time champs uh, get it. before we go. Uh, Kenny Monday. Oh, my gosh. Dave Schultz. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, you forget these guys are so much better than the ones we named. Uh, no offense to the ones we named, but these guys are all-time greats. Uh, Dwayne Goldman was runner-up three times before he finally won. Yes. Um, Bruce Baumgartner. Hey, do you know where – a quiz Bruce Baumgartner. Do you know where Bruce Baumgartner went to college, Ben? Indiana State, right? Yes. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. Larry Bird, right? Larry Bird. Uh, they're uh, they're right. roommates. Kendall Cross. Oh, my. Ever heard of him? I'm familiar with his work. 
Um, yeah, I, I think that those are the, the really good ones. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Those guys are beasts. Some of the, how many of those guys won the Olympics? Kenny, Kendall, any other Kens? Schultz was a world champ. Schultz? Schultz, world champ. Bruce. Well, no, Schultz won the 84 They're, Olympics. Yeah, don't, he won the Olympics. Oh, yeah. 84. Uh, it counts. Okay. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. I promise. Oh, yeah. We'll all be here. It's going to be fine. We will have things to talk about. I don't know what, but something happens every time. Maybe it'll be something shark related. Maybe we'll get updates in uh, marital issues. <laughs> Maybe something real will happen in wrestling. I don't know. Uh, but this show is going to happen know. regardless. We literally have to do it. For Ben Askren and Stephen Kyle Brackey, I'm Christian Piles. Thanks so much. Please have a good Tuesday. Don't drink Monster. Like, bad example. Oh, my Stephen gosh. Kyle Brackey. It, you enabled me. Yeah, this I is know. your fault. I did. <laughs> I restocked the Monster fridge for Brackey. But Brackey is hilarious on Monster. So I was pretty chinged up yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I heard Brett Favre say it one time. So that's a good, good reason to say it. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. Peace.